to Single Soulmate Podcast, where we help you, the love warrior or love warrior to be, to go from single to with your soulmate, living the life of your dreams. Healing from narcissistic trauma and narcissistic abuse. Today, we're going to be exploring this topic and beginning the journey of healing. So first, let's look at what is narcissistic victim or narcissistic abuse? Um, and, and let's also look at, well, what, what is um, a, a narcissistic person, right? Or NPD, narcissistic, a person with narcissistic personality disorder. So a person with NPD or a narc, sometimes it's called, or a narcissist, um, is someone who's got low empathy for others. They often they, they'll see others as beneath them, not quite as as intelligent or as worthy as them. Um, they'll often have sudden mood swings, and basically, a narcissist is someone that it's all about them. Now, the truth is that not everyone who is selfish, self-centered, and it's all about them, it would be a clinically defined NPD, narcissistic personality disorder. So nowadays, uh, the term kind of has has blended or gotten a little fuzzy with someone who's basically self-centered and jerky uh, with narcissistic personality disorder. But whether the person is a clinically defined uh, narcissist or just someone who has narcissistic tendencies, the effect of that can be similar, if not pretty much the same. And so what are we talking about? When we're talking about someone who has had the experience of being in a relationship with a narcissist or NPD, um, they often have, have feelings of, of undirected and, and confusing anger. Um, there's a lot of confusion around men and love. So because the narcissist will use certain tactics to make the person, to make you as the woman, you know, I'm talking about men and women here, right? Um, the man it will, will uh, who's the narcissist, will use certain tactics to make you think that he loves you. And we'll talk about what that what that really is about in a, in a moment. And so it creates a lot of confusion in you around men and love and relationships and boyfriends and, and sometimes you're married to a narcissist, all of that. It can also create someone who's a, a, a victim of or experiencing narcissistic abuse syndrome or narcissistic victim syndrome. Um, it can create a tremendous amount of self-doubt, uh, some, some serious shame. Uh, and, and guilt and feelings of unworthiness. The shame can be a variety of reasons, but it can simply be, I chose this person, I stayed with this person, and, um, and I'm seeing that he's so totally unhealthy for me, but I can't get out, right? When he does the love bombing, he does gaslighting, he does different things, you get sucked right back in, and you're otherwise a smart, accomplished woman, and, and here you are in this type of relationship. So there can be some shame with that. And of course, I should get out or I should have gotten out. And if you do get out, then I should have gotten out earlier. And so there's a shame spiral that happens. Um, and, and it's not warranted in a sense of you don't deserve that, um, but it's understandable, right, that that happens. And so it creates um, uh, some, some, some self-talk and some thoughts that are that are pretty intrusive, 
un, unwanted, uh, invasive, and, and pretty toxic thoughts and self-talk about yourself. Um, often a woman who has uh, suffered um, narcissistic uh, trauma uh, will have flashbacks to these things. Uh, sometimes it's just the pain of it. Uh, sometimes it's a lot of woulda, coulda, shouldas. Um, and it, this, this will often create a, an undirected fear about the whole area of love, relationships, men, all of that, and, and can create an avoidance of relationships of all types friendships, uh, healthy relationships with, with parents, uh, siblings, friends, co-workers. It can create uh, a life of, of extreme loneliness and isolation. Um, and, and a big thing is fear of being hurt again. And so uh, when we're talking about in this episode healing from narcissistic trauma, the first thing that I, that I want to say is that there is life uh, on the other side of this. There is healing from narcissistic trauma and the fear of being hurt again um, comes from basically trying to, 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 to DIY this yourself. And, and I want you to notice how it gets connected with the feelings of uh, isolation and loneliness and those things kind of create a, a very toxic symbiotic relationship which is you feel isolated you feel like you're the only one and then you don't do anything to, to get out of that you try to solve the problem of well why did I attract this all of this you try to solve all that on your own and it creates more isolation more shame spiral more of of that and and the thing I want you to get is none of this is deserved um, and 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 that's really important to really get is that none of this is deserved so although um, we, we're gonna look at how it came to be um, it's not that you deserved it all right so I really want you to 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 get that um, so let's talk about the 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 kind of like three steps to to healing from narcissistic trauma so the first step is is just that is is the idea of healing so uh, so what specifically does that mean? First is reclaiming your power and gaining new confidence. And so reclaiming your power, um, there's so much around reclaiming your power, but, but that needs to happen where you regain the power over your own life, over your own choices, over the new life that you want to create, the relationship that you want to have, starting to regain some power over your past. Um, and, and a big thing uh, and, a, and a huge step to that is to prioritize your dreams and desires. Because when you're in a relationship with a narcissist, it's all about them. So your dreams, your desires, all of that takes a back seat and you become habituated to making your own dreams and desires take a back seat. So now your dreams and desires are a back seat to your job, your career, your business, your credit score, your uh, your house. I, I, I gotta put my, my dreams and desires behind getting a new roof or uh, putting a new addition on the house or fixing the, the floor that's not working. Whatever it is, uh, your dreams and desires take a back seat to a lot of things that are external, all right? So that can be 
anything from from a, a car that needs to be fixed or a new car that you want to a, your credit score to your 401k whatever it is it's just a lot of things that are really outside of you and you 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 can tend to get into a, a place where you're so convinced that this re, this type of relationship is what relationships is that you if that were true, it would be natural for you to focus on just taking care of yourself and nothing else. But I'm here to tell you that there's a whole other party going on. There's a completely different type and quality of relationship. Um, and it starts with just you re deciding that your dreams and desires are important enough to actually value them, prioritize them. All right. Um, now, part of the healing is, is of course, learning about boundaries. Uh, now, someone that is that has suffered uh, narcissistic abuse or, or, or narcissistic uh, trauma from a narcissist, um, generally speaking, doesn't really have boundaries. Uh, they may have things that they think are boundaries, but they don't really have boundaries. Uh, we teach our clients a sacred boundaries code that helps them to have healthy, strong boundaries, but not so strong that they're pushing uh, healthy people away. Because sometimes people, in response to having no boundaries, they flip to the other side and their boundaries is basically everyone. Everyone get away from me. And there's push away energy, there's brick wall energy, and nobody can get in. So it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy where you're isolated, alone, and nobody can get close. Not a friend, not a romantic partner, not a date. Nobody can get close because these brick walls are up. And, and given either I get walked all over and taken advantage of by a narcissist or I have brick walls, it's understandable that you would want to have brick walls up. However, there, there's a, another alternative, which is healthy boundaries. Um, and so this is all part of this first step of healing is you got to have sacred, uh, you got to have healthy boundaries, what we call the sacred boundaries. Um, and and because the isolation is so strong when you're when you're in a relationship with a with a narcissist with an abuser um it's it's more important than ever that you do the healing with someone outside of yourself um you know a coach mentor and a community uh not where it's just a big crying fest but a community of those that are that are serious about healing and those who have who have prioritized their dreams and desires as a new experience and that would be um you know what you're doing right is prioritizing your dreams and desires and it's going to feel uncomfortable and so you want to be in a community one of the the things that the ladies that work with us say is that the community is a very surprising uh, tremendous benefit of doing the work with us because we do the work in community and so what happens there when you see someone else who is just as bright just as accomplished just as outwardly successful as you are and she's suffering from having dealt with uh, narcissistic trauma having a a, a a guy who's just all wrong for her having a guy who's all about them whatever it is um, and you see that even a smart, successful woman can have that experience, it lowers that shame cycle. Remember I was talking about that shame spiral there? It lowers that because you realize, oh, this can just be the experience of being human uh, and making mistakes that you didn't even know was mistakes, right? Going down a path you didn't even realize the path that you were going down.
right? And so uh, the healing, when done alone, is is is, is slow. Is uh, is is difficult sometimes to ever get where you want to go because it's difficult to convince yourself that you're not the only one when you are the only one, right? Even one on one with a therapist, and I'm not saying that that therapy isn't a good thing, but there there comes a point where you and the therapist, the therapist telling you you're not the only one, you're looking around, you're like, I'm the only one here. I don't see anybody else. I'm not hearing from anybody else. I'm just hearing from myself, and that can be. Uh, that can further isolate, and you got to be able to evolve uh, past that. In, in our program, we have uh, True Love at Last. We have uh, a one-on-one component and a, and a community component, so we, we cover both of those. But anyway, um, and so the first step is the healing. The second step is also an H, and that's how did this happen? Now, uh, whenever I say that, sometimes women will go into kind of like, why well, do I want to be shamed or anything like that, or I didn't deserve it. And and that's not what this is about. It's it's really about another step of taking your power back, which is to recognize that this thing didn't happen uh, like out of the blue. And this is important because if you feel like this thing just completely happened out of the blue, then you're always gonna feel like this can happen. But if you start to look at how did this happen? Uh, how did I accept this? How did I invite this? How did I just tolerate this? How did it happen in every way, shape, and form? You start to actually gain more power because you recognize the things that led up to it. Because something like a a true, a relationship with a true NPD wouldn't just come out of nowhere. There's a lot of things that build up to it. So we actually take our clients through exploring how did this happen? How did the relationship that you got into that wasn't the right relationship for you, and in many cases, like in what we're talking about here, is quite toxic and unhealthy, how did that happen? One of the things that that we explore is what's called your familiar feeling zone. And, And so what that means is like, well, what felt normal and natural to you because of where you grew up or your early experiences with with dating and men and stuff. What felt natural to you? And so you just kind of went with that, right? Um, A lot of people have normalized dysfunction, toxicity, and unhealthiness to such a degree that they don't even know that something else exists. And so we want to shine a spotlight on that. We want to kind of dissect that and look at that because when you look at that, and, that, and now we don't spend all of our time there because then, then you're just kind of looking at the why. And, and when you think about it, if you had two choices, you could either know everything about why something happened or you could know everything about what to do now so that never happens again. You would choose the second one, right? So we're going to spend a little bit of time on why it happened, and we're going to definitely look at that. But you want to spend most of your time on what to do now. So so how did this happen is definitely an important part in it. Um, you can look at, you can kind of think of the, this as a, a decluttering process, right? What do I toss? What do I save? What do I donate? Um, you know, what do I want to take forward with me? Because the truth is, when you're in a relationship with a narcissist, a lot of you starts to shift and 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 you give up parts of yourself right you don't even realize that right maybe you like to play the violin and you just stop because the noise bothers him he blames it on you all this stuff or you like to dance and he, he doesn't 
want you to do that so you don't dance, right? You start giving up parts of yourself or you start twisting yourself into a pretzel, right? He doesn't like when you wear red. And maybe, meanwhile, that was your favorite color to wear. And so you stopped wearing red. Like there's a lot of things. I'm just giving you a few surface things. Uh, so you can think of this as a reorganization, a decluttering. Um, and and you, you want to look at what do you want to toss that's just not going to serve you in the new life that you want to create? And that brings us to, to step number three. Um, what's next? You need to have a new path forward. It can't just be, uh, now I know all this stuff and I'll just kind of wing it from here. That's not going to really help you heal in the way, uh, it, it's again, it's, it's informative, but really, when you think about if information alone was it, like we all have the internet now, right? So you have access to all the information in the world. Is that fixing every problem in your life? It's not because information alone isn't, uh, isn't everything that we need. Otherwise, we'd all be what? Rich, skinny, whatever, like all can, things that people say they want, but it's not happening because information alone simply isn't it. So you need a new path forward and you need something that's gonna be customized to you considering your uh, unique circumstances, situation, your dreams and desires, all of that. So um, ideally with other women who are also creating a new path forward and creating a new life, um, you need to have a new identity because while it will always be part of your identity that you uh, ha have been a victim of a, of a narcissist or, or again, suffered narcissistic abuse syndrome, whatever it is, that can't be your entire identity. Um, uh, women that come and work with us take on a new identity as a love warrior. Uh, a love warrior is someone who has gone through hardships, gone through difficult times, uh, uh, breakups, abuse, um, divorce, or just never meeting the good, a good guy, uh, that's the part of the old identity. And a love warrior is someone who, who strives for and gets committed to true love, marriage, and family, regardless of their past, and is willing to fight for their dreams and desires, not just sit back and, and allow whatever you know, happens upon them. They're going to fight for their dreams and desires. They're going to go for their dreams and desires because they start to believe that they're worth it. So that needs to be an identity that you take on. Again, it doesn't have to be love warrior, but you got to take on an identity that is beyond the the, the victim of narcissistic trauma, uh, the victim of, of narcissistic abuse. You got to take on a new identity that, that evolves past that. Although, I, again, I understand that that will always be part of your experience. Uh, my experience was uh, um, in terms of that, like understanding something as a part of you is I'm the child of domestic violence at home. So my stepfather was violent with my mother and, and that is a part of my identity, but that's not my only identity, right? I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm, I'm a, um, you know, a coach and mentor to women for om almost 20 years now who are creating a new life for them for themselves. Um, we have more success stories than I, I could possibly count. We've we've uh, married countless uh, clients who've asked us to to uh, officiate their weddings. We can't do that anymore. It's too many requests. Uh, just as I'm recording this, uh, we had three weddings 
uh, this month alone um, and uh, two of them on the same day. So we can't possibly accommodate all of the requests for that. So we, we stopped doing that. Uh, but we're, we're happily attending weddings where that's possible. Um, but it's even that is just not possible. We had one in England, one in, uh, I think it was Connecticut, one in, in Sedona, Arizona. We're actually going to go to that one. Um, but because uh, it's right here where we are, we're in Scottsdale. Um, anyway, uh, so you want to take on a new identity uh, because your new identity is what you're going to be stepping into. Uh, again, our clients become love warriors. That becomes their identity. They get, uh, uh, they get a lot of, of strength from recognizing that they're part of a larger community um, and they also know that they're part of uh, that this is something new for them to take on um, and so you want to uh, the, the the part three step three here of what's next is a new path forward and part of that is taking on a new identity um, and then you you have to have dating and relationship confidence and so we we help our clients with that so you have to have a a, a new way to discern and vet uh, men, you're, you're a picker, right? Because somehow you missed the signs that this guy was a narcissist. Somehow you missed that until you were probably in too deep, right? Um, again, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It definitely doesn't mean that you deserve it, but it doesn't mean that you missed something, right? So you need a whole new way to discern and vet. Um, and, and I'm not talking about you got to Google them like the FBI or something like that. Or, or it, That's not it. That's not going to give you what you need because that's still depending on someone and something outside of yourself. And, and you've got to have a discernment and vetting system that is dependent on you where you have confidence in yourself. And that's going to be conveyed in dating and relationship confidence. And that's going to allow you to be the prize be the 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 magnetic woman uh who's who's radiant and feminine to his strong healthy masculine because a, a strong healthy masculine man um it wants to be a, a good provider and protector and here's the thing when his when a when a good man like that who wants to be a good provider and protector wants to be committed uh um uh presents you you bump into one you're you're going to re revert to your instincts and your habits from the past. And, um, and so you've got to up-level your identity and your skills uh, so that the instincts that you revert to when the more desirable man is in front of you is, is complementary to that. So that's what we call being a, a, a feminine radiant woman. Uh, so you have a, a high feminine radiance score. Um, so your feminine radiance has to be high so that it's a natural flow with his high uh, masculine uh, being of like a protector provider energy because uh, there's a lot going on. There's there's hormones, there's brain chemistry, um, you know, you got testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, you have oxytocin, which is a really powerful um, uh, powerful aspect of, of life and it, it affects women and men differently and, and women bond differently than men uh, all of that stuff and 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 this is when you're talking about healing from narcissistic trauma sometimes women will say well I want to be the woman I used to be and 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 I want to I understand where that sentiment is coming from but I really want to encourage you to with a lot of love and a lot of kindness remember this fact 
the woman that you used to be accepted, attracted, tolerated a narcissist? So do you really want to be the woman that you used to be? Or do you want to be more than that? Do you want to take on a new identity? Like I said, our clients are, are love warriors. But what is your new identity that you're taking on that is beyond that? It's still part of you that you had that experience. And again, I understand that for myself. But it can't be all of you, right? Um, uh, you, you want to start living the life that you want, not the life that you felt like you should do, right? A lot of times you find yourself uh, it, with a narcissist, like the narcissists are looking for certain personality tri uh, types to kind of like bond with them. And it's a lot of living the should life, right? I should do this. I should accommodate. I should make excuse for him. All of that type of stuff. And again, not none of this is to blame you, like you're not a good person. You are a good person, but like that, that accommodation is a certain amount of, of friendliness and warmth and wanting to take care of. That's awesome, isn't it? But it can be taken too far. So, you, you, you know, that, that, that famous book, uh, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying, one of the biggest things is um, that, that, that those that are dying, the regrets that they have is all about love and relationships, but it's also all about I just lived the life that other people told me to live instead of living the life that I wanted. And if you want to have true love, marriage, and family, let's go back to the first step of healing. You have to prioritize those desires because the society is not telling you to prioritize those desires. Society is telling you, oh, you got plenty of time. You know, you got plenty of time. You can do that later. You got to focus on your, your, when you were in high school, they told you to focus on your, your, your education so you can get into a good college. When you were in college, they told you to focus on your getting your degree, make sure to not get, get married. When you graduated from college and started your career, they said focus on your career. You gotta build a career. When you're in your career, they tell you, well don't focus on, on your family. You gotta be able to move up the ladder. And before you know it, you're what, mid thirties, forties, fifties, right? You're past where you thought you would be and still single. Maybe you dealt with the narcissism for so long that maybe you, you went through having the, 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 the period of time when you could have a biological child and now you don't have. Or maybe you, you raised your, you had children, you raised them with a narcissist, but eventually you said, I, I have to get out of this marriage and now you're divorced and you're wondering, how do I even navigate this going forward? Um, and uh, and so you, you don't want to live the should life. You want to live the life that you want to live. And time is of the essence. You know, one of the things that the top five regrets of the dying is that everybody said they thought they had more time to do the things that they wanted to do. And I want you to think about the last 10 years of your life. Didn't it go fast? Yeah. Well, listen, you're going to blink and the next 10 years are going to go by. So if you want to really heal from narcissistic trauma, don't wait. You can take the first step in, in joining us for a workshop that is specifically about breakups and, and will incorporate um, the recovery from breaking up from a, a relationship with a narcissist. Um, you can go to singletosoulmate.com forward slash workshop. Uh, again, it's singletosoulmate.com forward slash workshop and you'll see uh, from from uh, heartache to wholeness. And this is a live Zoom workshop, so I'll see you. Me and Laura will see you. You'll see us. Um, 
and 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 this can be an important step in your healing from narcissistic trauma because I mentioned it before, but I'll say it again. There's a whole other party going on. There's a whole other relationship that's possible uh, where there isn't uh, abuse. There isn't the emotional abuse that comes from that, um, from a man who loves you, values you, cherishes you, adores you, and, and is there to be your partner in life that will make your life better, that will enhance your life just like you'll enhance him, his life. And it starts with you, uh, that first step there, reclaiming your power, prioritizing your dreams and desires. And if your dreams and desires, whatever age you are, are still true love, marriage and family, whatever looks like family looks like for you, I encourage you to join us in our, our workshop. Uh, again, it's singletosoulmate.com forward slash workshop. Uh, I hope this was helpful for you in healing from narcissistic trauma. Uh, from my heart to yours, I want to let you know that that a new life is possible, a new new experience in love and relationships is possible, uh, and what you experienced wasn't wasn't love. It was a a, a, a kind of variation of it, but um, but it wasn't real love. And real love is possible, and you can heal even if that's all you've ever known is that type of uh, of unhealthy, dysfunctional love. A new new life and new love is totally possible. We have so many clients. I won't take the time here. We have so many clients who have healed from this and who have uh, created a new life. And, um, and it all starts with making that first step of deciding that your dreams and desires still matter. I know it's, it's, you're, you're maybe older than you wanted to be. And, and we have women who come in that are 30 years old and start working with us. And they thought they'd be married at that time. They thought they'd have children at that time. So it doesn't really matter what age you are. Um, but probably, um, you're older than you thought you would be and still single and still searching and still confused and still, still frustrated. Um, and I encourage you to, to take a bold step uh, to create a new life, a new identity, and a new future. Join us at this live uh, workshop. Again, at singletosoulmate.com forward slash workshop. Uh, that link will take you to a special page where you get a super reduced uh, tuition to join us. And, uh, and like I said, it'll be live. We'll see you, you'll see us, and we'll do some, some real healing from heartache to wholeness and taking some critical first steps to a whole new life. Thanks for joining me today. And of course, as always, I want to encourage you to rate, review, subscribe, single to soulmate. Um, we're with you on this journey and we want to take you from single to soulmate, living the life of your dreams with your soulmate by your side. Bye for now.